I feel like I need to start off with an apology. Yeah, I'm ready for our, our new segment, Where Fran Was Wrong. Because <laughs> it was a lot. You know, it's <laughs> there was a lot going on heading up to the last recording, uh, knowing that I was going to be out for surgery. So, um, you know, a lot of it stemmed with just, you know, it's me. I, yeah. I got I'm I have to to take all the blame, but uh, we mentioned in the the juniper uh, juniper's Virginiana episode, or I should say, I mentioned it was the state tree of Tennessee, which sounded weird at the time, but I said it. It's yeah, and I was like, li- oh, I remember we had a state tree from down there, but it was I don't remember what state it was. It was yeah. episode two, Leary Dendron, and I had used the same form for a template, and I never took that off. And there was one episode where I never filled in Manisha's or Daisha's, yes, and, <laughs> and then the Mint family with the Juniper. So I, I'm cleaning up my act a little bit. I actually reviewed this before today. You had so. the whole the whole height thing wrong with the, the Heliopsis? No, so. I'm sticking by that. I, I, I got that <laughs> off of... I'm still sticking with that. Yeah, even though it's, it's <laughs> it was deceptive, untrue. <laughs> yeah. All right. But I don't know if our our listeners love or forgive you. They may not, and that's okay. That that's that's quite all right. But we're going to move forward. So let's shake things up a little bit today. Okay. I'm going to give you options. Like okay. typically, yeah. I give you five facts, and you have to guess the plant. Mm-hmm. We can do that. That's option one. All right. Option two is you can ask me five yes or no questions. Oh, I, I'm not going to be able to do that. All right. Option three is you can ask for the five. You know the format now. You can ask for the five things you want to yeah. know. Okay. Um, like if I'm you want to ask the leaf shape, if you want to ask that, you for, pick your For option. the sake of, of content, I'm going to ha- – I can't go with the original option one. I got to do one of either option two or three. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna ask uh, my questions, and I'm glad I have a pen here so I can write down the answers to my questions. Yeah. So if you um, want to know if there's a, you, yeah. you know, it could be if if it's herbaceous. If it, you can ask whatever you want. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go even further. Okay. You might not have thought this through well enough. Um, I'm uh, maybe good not. Answer. Maybe not. I'm gonna ask: Is it a, a tree shrub, graminoid, forb, or other? It is a shrub. Shrub. Okay. I'll write that down. Um, how? Uh, this doesn't really help me. But how tall does this shrub get? Six to fifteen feet Six tall. To fi- okay, maybe that does help me a little bit. Um, what color flowers does this shrub have? Creamy white flowers in a flat top corum up to four inches across. Okay, and that um, did I just say across? That's my that's my Philly coming out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, across. Let me pronounce it. All right, uh, let's see here. Hmm, you get I don't two more. Give that's away. three. What color are the the berries? Fruit is black to purple. Uh, a third inch. Um, they're one third inch long droops. Droops. Okay. Um, I have a. I have a that's guess four. already, but I need to uh, ask one more. One more leading question. What is what? What's the the wetland indicator status? It is facultative. Facultative. Okay. All right, that's your five. Am I allowed no. to ask if we grow it as my, my little? <laughs> no, you had to ask that already, <laughs> and you did not. All right. Um, I'm going to go with, and I don't know exactly what the wetland indicator is, but I know it's something that I've seen in wetter areas. I'm going to go with um, Viburnum lentago. Viburnum because lentago? Of the, because of the berry color and droops. All right. That's So your guess, guess is Viburnum lentago. 
<laughs> is it a viburnum? It is a viburnum. They always trick me out. I knew I knew it couldn't have been cranberry bush viburnum. You know what? Why don't you flip the paper and you can, you can right. read for yourself? Ooh, ooh, where am I going? Oh, viburnum dentatum. I, you know what? I almost said that one, and I'm like, with the droops, I don't remember it having droops. But I know viburnum lentago. I'm thinking I'm, I'm I, thinking the right plant. Yeah, yeah. Viburnum lentago has droops. Or I am I mixing that up with get... viburnum nudum? I don't know. No. It's, it's <laughs> I knew it was a viburnum, so you, I got a half You right. stumped yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Happy Monday. Welcome back to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And today's plant is Viburnum dentatum, which is Arrowwood Viburnum. Tom managed to stump himself today. I can't even take credit. So where where would you like to start? I guess I'm I'm just looking at the sheet you prepared for us, and I'm seeing that it was formerly of a honeysuckle family. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a deciduous shrub, which I'm surprised. I'm like, you didn't ask if it was deciduous or evergreen, but it's a deciduous shrub. It was formerly of the honeysuckle family, but I guess after recent research, um, they moved it. It's now a member of the Moscatel family, and they moved Sambucus uh, with it as well. Hmm, so I don't know a lot about the scientific uh, reclassification of that one, but it was it was just formerly changed. So I thought that was a little interesting little fact to throw in there. I don't know really other than Viburnum or Sambucus what else is in that family. I don't know if that was a new family that was created yeah, just not, for that. I'm not so, sure either. But I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and the native range, um, which I typically give you as a clue, is from Rhode Island to Florida – west of texas and up to iowa so it's got a pretty nice size uh native range this is if if i remember correctly this is more southern arrowwood viburnum there is a northern arrowwood viburnum which is viburnum recognitum if mm-hmm. i remember correctly um which which occupies more of the northern range and i don't know what the difference is between the two uh if you were to put them side by side we'll save that for when we do viburnum recognitum as a Mm-hmm. as a native plant every day now it if i was smarter i would have guessed what do the leaves look like as a way I, to discern instead of the the berries or the wetland because it status. does have a different leaf yeah. than lontago so it's it's opposite toothed um triangular leaves uh and are also shaped somewhat like an arrowhead uh so that would have given you definitely like lontago is a little yeah. uh, smoother yeah, yeah i was gonna say so um that would have easily given you a good a good primer for that. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? So um, the bark is gray to grayish brown, uh, smooth, getting finely scaly with size. So as it gets older, you get a little scaly uh, to it. Um, and I thought this was actually interesting. So although it's monoecious, they are self-incompatible. Interesting, yeah. So they do require cross-pollination. So I'm glad I, I – well, this is jumping ahead to the, would I plant it. I have planted it, and I'm glad I planted it too because I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, all these years, I didn't know that. You know, I knew it was monoecious, but I didn't know you needed to to cross-pollinate. So Yeah, I, I, like I said, I didn't either. So, But we talk about pollination, and then I guess a lot of that comes along with having flowers. What are the, the – well, we know what the flowers look like. When does it bloom? It does bloom early spring um, through June. Uh, and it does bloom on old wood. So if you're pruning your viburnum, uh, don't prune it till, you know, don't prune late summer or winter. 
mm. you know, because that's where you're building up the blooms for the next year. Gotcha. So um, it does have a fall color, which is nice. It's more of a drab yellow, um, but it does – it goes from like a drab yellow to like attractive shades mm. of like orange and red. So you do get a little bit – it's not like sweet gum like yeah. coloration, yeah. but you do get a little bit of a mix of, of, of shades there. So it, it it's definitely nice in that way. Yeah. And I like we found out it's a facultative plant, so it likes Correct. it it can survive in some drier areas and some wetter areas. Correct. But uh what was the question I was gonna ask? I don't know. Sun con- light conditions. <laughs> um, that kinda goes along with that as well. So it does like full sun, uh, but can take up to part shade. Mm-hmm. Um and that, you know, to me that whenever we talk about that and I know we say this often, that leads me to what kind of problems that it can encounter as well. So because mm. to me, when you're putting it in the wrong conditions, so it is susceptible to powdery mildew. So it, even though it is facultative, if you get it a little too wet, you're going to have powdery mildew, downy mildew, uh, leaf spot, and root rot. So to me, those are all all issues that are going to occur if you have it in conditions that are wetter than it likes. So facultative means 33 to 66% of the time mm-hmm. it's found in wetlands. We see it along stream banks um, a lot, but it doesn't want to be down near the water. That's more like Redgewick dogwood, things that are more facultative wet. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're planting it. Um, and it's good to know about the root system too. So um, it, it's a woody root system. Uh, it's shallow and branching, sometimes producing underground runner, runners. So the plant will spread by root suckers. Mm-hmm. So it is one of those, you know, it's not going to, we, we talk about plants spreading by root suckers a lot. It's not going to colonize the same way that a red twig dog would. We just mentioned that one, mm-hmm. but it is going to, that shrub is going to continually get wider as it gets older. Yeah. Yeah. Now my favorite part, what, how does it help wildlife? So, uh, the flowers and fruits will attract attract butterflies, bees, and songbirds. The fruit, uh, which are important, are eaten by birds from songbirds like cardinals to uh, gallinaceous birds like uh, rough grouse and turkey. So all kinds of birds uh, like the berry. Um, the mammals, including deer, skunk, rabbits, and mice, all eat the berry as well. Uh, so if you're seeing viburnum tendatum popping up a lot mm-hmm. – uh, which you might, because it is an early successional plant. We just had this talk with junipers yeah. um, on the, on uh, native plants, healthy planet, uh, thanks to uh, Gene uh, Barrel from mm-hmm. um, Bowman's Hill Wildlife Preserve. If you see them a lot, and so many things like the berries, that's why, because mm-hmm. they're they're spreading that fruit. Um, so, and deer and beaver will also eat the leaves. So, there's a lot of benefit that way. So deer, obviously, like it's not going to be deer-proof, so just keep that in mind. Um, and it is pollinated by certain insects, uh, bees, flies, and moths, and also wind-pollinated as well. Very cool. Very so cool. a lot of a lot of wildlife. It is the I, – I thought this was a, a, a weird phrasing, but it's a potential host, potential host. <laughs> I, I don't know. It is or – it either is or isn't. I guess sometimes. Well, the research is being yeah. done probably. it's uh, For the spring azure butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, and arrowwood viburnum is host plant for the intriguing caterpillar of the saddleback caterpillar moth. Are those the ones that sting you? Oh, I don't know. I know the – there's. I thought it was saddleback caterpillars can really sting you, which I've – they're really cool looking. But it uh, 
it hurts <laughs> when you <he> get zapped. <laughs> I remember there was one on a cattail when I was walking through this swampy area, and it just on the underside of the, the cattail was kind of hanging over. So it was on the underside part that I couldn't see, and so, uh, zapped me right in the I, chest. I just did a quick uh, – Search and thanks to HGTV, it says that Saddleback uh, Caterpillar has many spines that are capable of delivering a sting you won't soon forget. The Saddleback Caterpillar oh, hollow like I said, quills I, I remember. are connected to poison glands beneath its skin, and the pain and swelling from contact with them can rival or surpass that of a bee sting. So it kind of – if you're not familiar with it, it does have – it looks like a dog wearing a uh, winter coat. <laughs> that's that's familiar yeah. with a saddle. That's that's what when it says intriguing. That's that's gotcha, gotcha. What they mean by that. So, and what would you sub this plant for? Uh, burning bush. Uh, you know, burning bush is one of those invasive. Uh, I know it's one of the plants that Delaware just banned uh, from sale mm-hmm. or planting. Uh, similar in height, uh, where that gets flaming red uh, fall color. Um, you're going to get the the yellow to orange to mm-hmm. red, but I, I think it's. Where the burning bush is going to choke out other species and provide such a dense cover that you're not getting much growing underneath of it. Viburnum dentatum, you could see all the benefits of all the things between the fruit, the flowers, and the leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're contributing to the food web, to to mammals, to birds, to insects. Uh, you're you're getting a lot more out of this than you yep. would ever get out of burning bush. So, cool. and it is non toxic. Yeah, uh, thought I thought I'd throw that in there as well. So. I think it's quiz time. Are you ready? I'm ready. We're going to do this one the same way as normal. Okay. So I'm going to give you four statements that are true and one fake news. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Um, some viburnums are used as a nerve sedative, anti-spasm- antispasmodic for asthma and stomach trouble. I'm going to say that one's true because I don't think you can come up with the word antispasmodic. All right. Native Americans used the straight stems of arrowwood for arrowwood for arrow shafts, hence the common name. That just makes sense. That's the fact. <laughs> An arrowwood arrow was used to win the Minnesota State Championship by William Ribold. Mm-hmm. Fruit, raw or cooked, are pleasantly sweet in flavor, but very little edible flesh surrounding relatively large seeds. Okay. And the berries contain... A 41.3% fat content. Um, How's that for some off-the-wall statements? I'm going to say the – typically when there's two clues that encompass the same thing, I I assume that they're right. But um, I think that that a fact that someone won an archery competition, the Minnesota State Fair, I'm going to guess that's the the fake That's your final? That's – yeah. All right. (laughs) <laughs> you know that's i i once won a trip somewhere and and part of it there was a lot of activities and i i one of the activities was archery mm-hmm. and it, what made me think of it is the guy had won two state championships like he was from i think california mm-hmm. but was visiting either michigan or minnesota and won that state championship from a borrowed bow Oh. So I was just kind of drawing off of that experience for – because also the berry con- berry fat content and the flavor, like there were two that paired together mm-hmm. and one that kind of stood out. So I was hoping it would yeah. confuse you enough that yeah, yeah. you really well, could the, the berry fat content is a really important one because yeah. of its – that's a valuable 
nutritional component for yes. a lot of different animals. Totally. Um, so that's I, I didn't think you'd make that one up. No, unless I, you were going, it was actually thirty-four, and you made it four <laughs> something like no, kind of bogus I like that. I thought that would be bogus. All right, I thought the, about the that. biggest question, which I kind of already answered, but you haven't. Would you put it in your yard? Uh yes. I don't have it in my yard, which I had to think about it. I have other viburnum. I just chose other viburnum for mm-hmm. I, no particular reason. But yeah, I would. I would put this. I think I I planted viburnum trilobum instead, okay. but. Uh, for other reasons, but I would totally plant this one. Yeah, I planted I, both dentatum and trilobum in my yard. Um, and uh, yeah, that's I'm, I feel bad that I didn't get it on the original. It, was, it really came down to the berry droops. I didn't realize that the I just I didn't pay attention to the berries on uh, dentatum as much as lentago, where I was trying to identify. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I figured it out through the berries. You know, uh, it's funny because I'm finding out that. Even though I know these plants, how much I don't pay attention, mm-hmm. um, and you think you know, and you don't really know. Like when you have to recall, you start second guessing yourself a little yeah. bit. I'm like, do I know? Like, does it have this? And you start confusing a bunch of different things. So it's this is actually making me pay much better attention. Yep. Uh, in the future, just to kind of obviously, it's it's good to know yeah. for for identi- identification purposes. But yeah, but I like I was saying, I I put it in my yard really just. I have I have a lot of corn I have a fence and I have a lot of corners so it was to kind of soften those corners I'm oh, like nice. I want something big and thickety so I don't have to worry about like what's what weeds are going to pop up in the back in the corner that now I can't get to as easily so that was what I chose we had some big mature ones that we were using in a seed block so we went in with a, a spade and dug them out and I just kind of transplanted them in my yard and and awesome they looked good last year in their first year and now i'm really expecting them to look great this coming year well i'm not done planting in my yard so there's still there's still hope that this is going to end up in my property so that ends it for for monday uh we'll have another native plant for you tomorrow so make sure you tune in until then keep it native thank you for listening to a native plant every day with tom and fran Hey everyone, this is Fran and Tom, and we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.